0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome. If you can take a seat, please. We're going to call to order uh, the City of South Miami uh, City Commission. Today is December 19th, I think, (laughs) 2023. Uh, If you could please all silence or or turn off your cell phones, we'd appreciate it. Madam Clerk, if you can call the roll, please.
1: Yes. Mayor Fernandez. Present. Vice Mayor Boniche. Here. Commissioner Lehman. Present. Commissioner Corey? Present. Commissioner Kaye? Here. You have a quorum.:
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. If we could please all stand for a brief prayer and followed by the pledge. <coughs> Madam Vice Mayor, will you lead us in a prayer?
2: Yes. Father God, we thank you for your kindness in bringing us all together today. As we begin, Lord, help us keep your word in mind. Lead us into conversations that are fruitful and enrich the lives of those who are here today. When we're undecided, please lead us in your wisdom. When our opinions may disagree, help us to remain respectful to one another. More than anything, Lord, would you help us both to seek your will and pursue your glory through all that we say and do? In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Amen. amen.
0: Commissioner Kayo, we leads in the pledge, please. Pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag, flag of the United States, States of America and, of America and, and to the, the Republic, Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please be seated. Madam Clerk, I believe we have some presentations this evening? Yes,
1: we have two presentations. Great.
0: Uh, Mr. Director, would you like to come forward, please?
3: Thank you, Mayor. Good evening, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Commissioners. As you are aware, the city offers award-winning cheer and tackle football programs for youth. These future stars learn the fundamentals of cheer and tackle football with an emphasis on sportsmanship, education, safety, teamwork, and fun. I stand before you to acknowledge our champions in the chambers. Before doing so, I would like to thank all program participants for a great 2023 season. I also would like to give a special thank you to all cheer and football volunteer coaches, as well as our team moms and dads. Our football and cheer programs are heavily run by dedicated volunteers who support the development and well-being of the youth in the community. These these amazing members make our program great by bringing their expertise, passion, and commitment to various aspects of the program. There are four teams I would like to acknowledge this evening. Please stand up when your team is announced. Photos will be taken at the conclusion of the presentation. For the 2023 season, the Prep Cheer Team, led by head coach Shaquille Toomer, placed first place in the Miami Extreme Competition, and second place at the Orange Bowl Competition. <clears throat> the Pro Cheer Team, led by Head Coach Latoya Williams, placed first place in both the Miami Extreme Competition and Orange Bowl Competition. Now for our young men, led by head coach Joseph Rodriguez, our 8U football team finished with a regular season record of 7-2 and 3-0 in the playoffs to win the 2023 Miami Extreme Super Bowl championship. Led by head coach Jonte Ellis, the 12U football team finished with a regular season record of 10-0 Wow. and went 3-0 and in the playoffs to win the 2023 Miami Extreme Super Bowl championship. Now, this is long overdue. I would like to take a moment to publicly recognize our football in chair commissioner, Mr. Johnny Ziegler, and assistant commissioners Laquana Williams and Tammy Toomer for their commitment... <laughs> for their commitment and dedication every season. Collectively, they assist my department with overseeing and managing the football and chair programs. (laughs) Some of their duties entail program alignment with the department's goals and any applicable rules and regulations, assist with volunteer recruitment and program communication, assist with scheduling and logistics for practices, games, equipment, and uniforms, attend league meetings, practices, and games, and assist with resolving disputes or conflicts. These three key members assist us tremendously and play various roles in ensuring the success and organization of the cheer and football programs. I would like to invite Johnny Ziegler, our football and chair commissioner, to come up and share a few words. Good afternoon,
4: Good afternoon. I want to take a moment to thank all my parents for making it possible for us to be able to so get up on the parents that's always there. Real quick, uh, we always preach about education and be student athletes. We have two young ladies that excel that in our program. Not only they done that, um, they went on to one already have a scholarship in college and one got promoted, deba promoted in high school. Where she'll be a senior now. She was a sophomore. She got 12 credit. We would like to make a Right now, here are most. <laughs> at least, at least young ladies find time out their busy schedule with their books and how to come back and train the young ladies are uh, uh, a part of their time through their sports and hate chip program also as well we like to
0: flowers and say thank you job well done and good luck in your future thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Mayor, vice mayor, commissioners, um, if I can ask you to come down. I'd like to take some photos with the team. Sure, absolutely. All right, so starting with our young ladies, can the prep chair team along with their head coach and assistant coaches come up? (laughs)
1: Thank <laughs> you.
4: Come
3: Next up, can the AU football team come up, head coaches and assistant coaches? Oh, shit. <laughs> coach, good job, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Last but not least, 12 U. 12 U football team head coach, assistant coaches. Perfect. Good. That concludes my presentation. Thank you all.
0: Mr. Director, Quentin. Quentin, Uh, before the commissioner goes, can you bring him up for a second? Can you bring the commissioner up for a second? Thank you.
5: Oh, yeah, sunshine. Hey, Johnny. He's over here. Where's he at? You want them to
0: stay? Yeah, they can stay. That'd be great, yeah. Oh, it's all right. It's all good. Okay. No, we don't.
6: Cookie,
5: right It's pretty much healthy
0: Commissioner, thank you for rounding everyone back up. I just want to take a couple of seconds to say uh, one, my personal congratulations. I, uh, I grew up playing football 14 years. Grew up on the west side of Tamiami Park, but uh, I remember playing the Grey Ghosts as a kid. Also coaching against you guys a couple of years ago and you, gave, you showed us no mercy, so congrats again. I'm not surprised to, to, to be in this chamber, filled with two teams that brought it home this past year. And, and to the coaches, Uh, who were instrumental in my life, and to you gentlemen, I know many of you have been coaching for a very long time, Commissioner, you in particular, I wanted to say thank you for the selfless dedication, you don't do this for money, you don't do this for glory, you do this really for the kids, and as one of those kids, I want to say thank you to all of you for uh, all the time, energy, and effort you put in, if we can give those gentlemen, and the moms as well, who help carry the team a round of applause, I just want to make sure we didn't didn't let the evening go without acknowledging all of you and and i wanted to close with this question to you commissioner which is how can we help because this program has a very long and storied history in the city uh we have a partnership with with you all uh we run it together i certainly want to build on the success you had and, and kind of elevate the program further so i you know welcome a chance if you have some thoughts you want to share with this board while you have us here while we're celebrating this moment maybe you can put out a couple of your wishless requests, and because uh, I certainly would love to hear them.
4: Yeah. All the best thing is keep supporting them, acquitting them, the department with finances to, for us to be able to do what we need to do for these kids in and out to make sure they're safe, they look good. We like to look good, so we got, yeah. Got
0: and you to look say, good. I gotta say, you do I look like good. Look the swag good. is the swag is on point today. So
4: so. Uh, I'm already letting you know I, I need some new uniforms for cheer and football this year. Okay. So I, I need to make sure y'all make that free for Quentin. Okay. Uh, we'll be starting on me and John are already uh, waiting on some quotes right now. Uh, moving forward, I don't like last minute wait for stuff. Like I say, I've been I've been around this year 26 for me.
0: Um, How many started. coaches yours have coached more than 10 years in the program? Uh, if you stand up, just to. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> Moms.
1: Well, I'm 53. I've been here 40
0: years. Wow. I mean I you know that's that's extraordinary. I mean because yeah. most people I mean I coached my son and I knew what a sacrifice that was, right? Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of you are doing it beyond your children. Yeah, so thank them you them for home. what you do. We thank we were greatly appreciate it. You. Thank you. We grew up cheering and playing, and now we are giving it back to our community. Thank you. So, thank you. We have a lot of dedicated coaches. Here. That's what I that's what I've heard. So <laughs> commissioner just for my part, I want to say if there's something we can do, you know, yeah. with uniforms, money support, you know, yeah. don't hesitate to call. Quentin knows how to reach me. Let's get together and talk at the beginning of the year because I want to figure out how we can help elevate all of you and the work you do. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Have a good night. Yeah. While we're waiting, can I get a, a can you hear me? Can I get a motion on the approval of the minutes of December 5th, 2023?
2: I I propose we move them forward.
0: Second. We get a motion by Commissioner Bonich, a second by Commissioner Corey. Uh, If we can call the roll on that item, please.
1: Yes, Commissioner Kaye. Yes. Commissioner Corey. Yes. Commissioner Lehman.
6: Yes.
1: Vice Mayor Bonich. Yes. Mayor Fernandez. Yes. Minutes past 5. Great, thank you.
0: Once the chamber clears, Commissioner Lehman, I'll recognize you, sir. Okay.
6: have two part that club. Thank you.
0: Okay. Just put a low power point at 3%. We'll get there. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Madam Clerk, do we have any other presentations? No. Yeah. Commissioner Lieben, did you want to be recognized? Well, certainly, if you'd like me to introduce Alvaro,
7: I could share why he's here. Sure, way.
0: absolutely. Please, Sorry. sir. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Sure.
7: So, um, uh, th- th- thank you, Mayor. And by the way, Mayor, the great ghost must not have beaten you too bad because your remarks were very gracious and generous. and thoughtful, No, they so. they, they,
0: they, they um, kicked our rear end, but that's okay. <laughs> they deserved it.
7: <laughs> so um, tonight, I uh, I asked Alvaro to, to come present to us regarding DRT, which... Common folks is known as the, the Porsche event. I'd love to be the, the South Miami title, but um, uh, Alvaro has met with the city manager and he's he's met with uh, Yvette and or at least communicate with the Winter Parks Direct Department. They're not they don't have all the information they need. And um, Alvaro's event is a three-day event this year, the 19th, 20th, and 21st of January. Being that our commission is on the 16th. You know, time won't allow for approval any other way. Um, in terms of Alvaro, he's a personal friend. I've been a client of his of many occasions, and um, he produced. He brought uh, oh, and I helped court the Porsche event or bring the Porsche event to South Miami, which I can't substantiate. But you can ask any of our merchants. It's by far uh, the best economic driver in terms of events we have, it may maybe the only one because if you speak to the merchants, not the restaurants necessarily, but the merchants they lose money during this, these events. To Alvaro's credit, at heart, he's really a VW person. He, he started with the Volts Blast and um, learned about producing car events, but that's where he really developed a niche for himself in the Porsche community globally. And the South Miami Porsche event was either the third, just in its first or so, actually in second year, was the fourth, th- third or fourth largest event nationally. The first was in is in Myrtle Beach, second in LA, third's in Texas, I believe it's in Dallas. but all that to say, you, although I, everything is positive, there are problems with organization and uh, you know, executing last minute. That said, as, you know, to the end user, they always witness a, or they always experience a great event. And this year, the majority of the event will be in, in Sunset Place. And Sunset Place hopes to sign a long-term contract to retain that, that event. So um, yeah. with that said, I asked Alvaro to come and speak to the commission and see if the commission's open to, um, you know, having the city, uh, having Navro use some of our streets because the event will extend um, beyond Sunset Place in terms of what's being proposed.
0: Thank you, Commissioner, for the introduction. Sir, hear your name address for the record, please. Good,
8: good evening, uh, Mayor, Vice Mayor, uh, Commissioners. Uh, thank you for having me tonight. I'm going to pass a quick introduction. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, again, thank you um, for having me tonight. Thank you, Josh, for the last-minute uh, scheduling. Um, as uh, as mentioned earlier, um, we started this event. Uh, nine years ago, we've held the event in South Miami for the first six years. Um, unfortunately, the event was moved uh, due to COVID and 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 the obvious happenings. Um, we're very excited um, to, to be back. Uh, we're very excited with the support uh, from the folks at Sunset Place uh, on hosting us. Uh, and again, the, the approach is not only to have a great event, um, this coming January, but to become a staple for future events in South Miami. Um, as said, uh, I think uh, the economic impact has been great. Uh, the the demographics, the crowd, uh, the feedback has always been very supportive. Uh, the city has been extremely supportive through our growing pains, which um, we we're. We're happy to say that things aren't completely ironed out, but we have a staff and a team that now expands outside of our, our family core and, and enthusiast, uh, so we're, we're pleased to, to, you know, to come back. Uh, we're looking to activate uh, from the 19th to the 21st. Uh, we're looking to close Sunset from 57th Avenue to 58th, Court on 58th Avenue on Friday, Thursday night through Sunday. Um, we're expecting uh, probably 750 Porsches, uh, close to 20,000 people, um, and, uh, and again, I think it's going to be the beginning of, of the new phase for, for the event in South Miami.
0: Thank you. Any questions? Colleagues? Mr. Kaya, you're recognized.
6: Thank you for coming. Uh, you know, I think that I had been working down the pipelines trying to figure out how we can get in touch before. I'm, I'm glad Josh Commissioner Lehman, got in touch with you. Um, you. I'm not really sure what happened and how you left and went to where you were last year because I went to the event. Um, it was a great event, by the way. I'm happy that you guys want to come back. I'm assuming it's the whole. It's the no. There's no split-ups. It's the same. Oh, same, absolutely. It's a, every everybody's oh, yeah. coming back, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm 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 happy that you're back.
8: Thank you. Appreciate it. Further
0: questions? None. Uh, Mr. Manager, have you had a chance to review their operational plan? And
9: no, sir, not yet. I know uh, our parks director had been in some uh, early conversation, and uh, I spoke with Commissioner Liebman a little bit about it. So obviously, um, we wanted to get these details um, because depending on uh, if there requires any commission action, it would have to come January 16th, which is very close to the event. So um, the so there's a lot of conversation to be had on how, the, how this would roll okay. out um, uh, as of yet.
0: Great, thank you for that clarification. Uh, Mr. Rodriguez, from my perspective, I'd love to support the event. I think at this time probably appropriate for us to give you direction to bring back an item on the 16th for any necessary fee waivers or other authorizations in order to facilitate the event on the. 20th and 21st of January. Mr. Manager, is that correct? Yes,
9: sir. Yeah, if needed. And okay. once we get the details, so we'll bring something back if needed.
0: Okay, sounds good. Uh, any objections to that direction? Seeing none, we look forward to seeing you here at the beginning of next year and we'll uh, happily take a vote on it on the 16th formally, if needed. Thank you very Thank very you. Much. Thank Have you. a good evening.
8: Bye. Good night, thank you. Josh.
0: Oh, sorry, Josh, uh, Commissioner Lieben, my apologies. I'm so used to looking to my left and seeing There's you there. A-
7: thank you no i'm sorry i was just gonna we made a us the city manager when i originally raised my hand but i was gonna say that's why i asked our to come to get direction from the commission or the commission for the commission to give city manager direction but um i don't know if there's any question alvaro has we'd like to think it's gonna pass but that's certainly last minute that's three days before the event or two considering we meet at night on the 16th um is there anything alvaro Rodriguez needs to know now
6: it's a month I, away. No, I I, I mean, my, yeah, Commissioner gaye head. please. No, Mayor, thank you. I, I think that we just got to work out the details operationally on the street closures. I mean, we, I don't think we've ever had street closures that long, so it's something that we're going to have to work on and, and figure out a plan for that. Do you, I mean, now that you're still here, why do we need to close the streets at night? I mean, the cars, are they planning to be parked there the whole time?
8: We're activating cars uh, as early as, uh... Friday for the Friday night event,
6: and then s- Friday to Saturday overnight, do they take the cars home and bring them back, or they just you're leaving them there?
8: There's going to be a grouping of cars that's going to stay activated.
6: Is it possible to have a, a staging area that we can stage them there overnight and then bring them back in? Is that feasible?
8: The event, although it opens at 10, from 10 to top to 5 actual foot traffic uh, vehicles. Come in between six thirty and seven. So the reality is, the idea of trying to clear the, the streets before seven in the morning is just not feasible. We've tried it in the past, um, and it's just not not realistic.
0: Yeah, I, my only observation on the times, if I had a question operationally, it was probably on the back end for Sunday, mm-hmm. since the festival closes at four. I know we're planning to keep it open till you know we're closed till eleven fifty nine. If there, how much time after the event closes at four would you need to kind of Normally, Disassemble and clear the street.
8: Normally, we clear uh, the the street activation within a couple of hours.
0: Yeah. So I, ideally, I think the only the only thing I would like to see when this comes back, um, and again, happy to support it in in any iteration, would be to see if we can clear the street well before midnight on Sunday, so we can at least try to get folks back into our town center for you know an early evening dinner on Sunday, which I know is important to our restaurant tours.
8: Sure. Thanks. And, and just to be clear, we're only closing Sunset directly in front of uh, sunset, sunset Place. place. Okay. So Understood. the rest of Sunset to US-1 is open. Okay, so, And all the crossroads are also
0: open. Perfect. So it's a pretty limited closure. Great. Thank you. Any With questions? that, uh, I think we've given direction to the manager. Mr. Manager, are you clear on what we want to see? Great. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you again on the 16th. Commissioner okay, Liebman, you. thank you for bringing forward the item. We appreciate it. Looking thank forward you. to it.
8: Thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, Mr. Manager, you're recognized for your report, please. Our deputy manager is going to present. Madam Deputy Manager, the floor is yours. Happy belated birthday.
10: Thank you. You too. <laughs> we share a birthday. Share a birthday. Um, big congratulations to the city's finance department on once again being awarded the GFOA certificate of achievement in uh, for excellence in financial reporting for fiscal year 22. So congratulations to our CFO, Alfredo Rivera, and his team on that. Um, As far as events go, the next event that the city is hosting is the MLK Freedom Breakfast that's at Jean Willis Park uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on January 15th. Last year was a great event, so we invite everybody to come out and join us this year as well, or next year, 2024. Um, As far as garbage is concerned... Since Christmas and New Year's Day are both on Monday, there will be no garbage collection on those days for residents. Monday's route is going to be collected Tuesday. Tuesday's route is going to be collected on Wednesday with Thursday and Friday remaining on regular schedule. Aside from the regular manager's report, we are excited to introduce our newest hires. So I will go right to left. We have our human resources and risk manager, Jasmine Gonzalez. Um, Jasmine's first day was yesterday she has a bachelor's from FIU and a master's from Nova Southeastern University she's also a human resources certified professional through the International Public Management Association she's been at the town of Cutler Bay for the last 12 years where she most recently was the administrative services director where she had direct oversight over all of their HR functions so welcome Jasmine To her right is Samantha Luhan. Her first day was last Monday. She's our community affairs manager. She brings a diverse background in marketing, social media, event coordination, community outreach. She also has a master's um, in marketing from FIU and she's going to be working on several initiatives including community outreach with um, a specific emphasis on our town center businesses and she's also going to be support for our communication and marketing efforts. To her right is Brandon Diaz, he's our communications and marketing manager. He also started yesterday. Um, He has worked both in the private and public uh, sector um, and has his master's in marketing from FIU as well. Um, he worked at the town of Miami Lakes as a marketing and digital specialist. We have already bombarded him with a ton of projects. You saw him taking photos earlier. We're excited to see our communications grow within the city and outside the city. So, welcome. That's the end of the manager's report. Happy holidays to you all.
0: Thank you, Madam Manager. Well done. And happy and welcome birthday again. to our
10: city manager. Yeah, happy
0: birthday, Chip. You. Mr. City Attorney, you're recognized. Thank you, oh, Mayor. I'm sorry. If you can put a hold on that Commissioner you i'm sorry you're recognized yeah. again
7: thank you so much just of course you can join me want to wish our our city manager now we know our de- deputy city manager a very happy birthday south miami just set another record for those of you who do not know our two immediate previous city managers both shared the same birthday and now our current manager and deputy city manager and future city manager <laughs> share the same birthday as well so again that just goes to show you how special south miami is and what a special place it is to work so i want to welcome our new all of our new team members aboard look forward to meeting you personally and uh yeah thank you so much contributing to making south miami
0: a
11: pleasant place to live
0: thank you commissioner with that uh mr city attorney you're recognized
11: thank you mayor just one item to to discuss with you all and that's the uh, the mccormick litigation um that had already gone to the 3rd uh, the District Court of Appeals. Um, just to give you some context, we were roped into this uh, because we uh, authorized, um, and actually it was a requirement, uh, as part of a, 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 a redevelopment of certain residential lots that are across the street from, a re- from uh, an office building. Okay, the office building fronts on 57th Avenue, this was to the west of that. Um, they were required several years ago to put in a landscape buffer along the rear of the office building property. Um, that landscape buffer was put in, the office uh, building owner sued, uh, and roped us into this <laughs> litigation. And um, uh, unfortunately, it's still, still been ongoing, okay? Uh, your your previous city attorney did, did a very good job of defending this. Um, I, I want to give him kudos uh, to that effect. Um, you know, from, from our perspective, it was a very clear case. The city was in the right uh, the entire time. Uh, we believe the third district thought the same thing. Um, but there has been an offer of settlement, I guess, made between uh, between the office building uh, they have offered. Um, and the parties have discussed it. And what they've proposed is would be a, a, a tri, tri-party settlement where we, we would be involved. We would not owe anything or pay anything, but we would have to eat whatever fees we had previously paid, which the city has already paid those fees. Um, and they would recognize the city's um, authority uh, over the right-of-way and the authority to put in landscaping within the right-of-way um, and to have other parties put it in. And it would recognize that what is already in there is a, uh, you know, meets the, the code. Um, and they would drop all, uh, all suits against the, uh, the city and recognize that the city has not abandoned the right-of-way in any, in any way, shape, or form. Um, that's basically the extent of it. So I, I, I put this in front of you to try to get, you know, um, I, I'm not bringing the settlement back formally to you unless I have some indication that, that something like that is palatable or if there would be uh, any kind of conditions to make it more palatable, that, and then I could bring something
6: back to you if uh, assuming they, they would agree.
0: Questions of the city attorney? You
6: what are the fees, just so we know the sunken fees that we would have in there, just just for?
11: I, I don't know what the previous uh, city attorney's fees were for 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 this um, aspect of it. I think from our end, it was it's under five thousand dollars, and it was just the preparation and the argument before the uh, the Third District Court of Appeal.
6: Do we assume that the previous city attorney was charging for a large for a large I, amount of time? I
11: I. I <laughs> The briefs that that, the, that Mr. Pepe filed were pretty extensive. I assume he put a lot of work into it. You know, I but I don't I don't have any indication as to how much uh, the city paid for that.
0: So related question: we're, we we uh, we we don't have a legal. We're not entitled, or we cannot pursue legal fees if in fact we prevail. In, in
11: this this is not so that we, kind not of situation. We're
0: recover legal fees even if we uh, prevail at the Third District. So just wanted to put that out there for consideration. Uh, unless there's no other questions, I do have one other question, anybody have questions? What are the, what are the homeowners, do you have any sense of what they what are they inclined to do, are they inclined to want to settle, accept this offer of settlement, or I, do they I, want to press on?
11: I get the sense that they are inclined to want to settle, to, to put this behind them. I,
0: I, you know, colleagues from my, course, from my point of view, if, if the homeowners are inclined to settle, I think we should just resolve the matter and let them have some peace, I know they've been at this for at least a couple of years. Uh, it's unfortunate that we've had all of our time and money wasted, but um, uh, you know we're we're only in this because they they were they were uh, our order was challenged in this regard, and they've had to unfortunately bear the financial cost of that. I, don't, I frankly don't want to continue the litigation if it's going to impose a continuing burden on them. So, uh, with that, by way of direction, any other thoughts on the subject, Commissioner Liebman, I know you've you've been following this for a few years now. I think the I think the sentiment is let's get this behind us, particularly if the homeowners want to settle. Fair, fair summary. Oh, I'm glad.
7: To your point, I'm glad that this commission hasn't. So I'm, I'm glad that you go.
0: Right. Okay. Anything else, Russ? Sir. That's all I have. Thank, Thank you for you. your report. We appreciate Thank it. Uh, Madam City Attorney, uh, City Clerk, do we have anyone uh, registered for public remarks at this time? If you'd like to speak uh, on any matter before this commission, please come forward at this time. We're opening the floor for public remarks. Okay, Mr. John Oh, Mr. McCants, floor is yours.
12: Good evening, mayor, vice mayor, and commissioners, and city managers, attorneys, and city clerks. Um, I-, I wanted to put the idea out there um, on, Uh, honoring two uh, African-American women um, of stature during the month of black history. Those two women are Dr. Anna Price and Dr. Joyce Price. Okay, Um, Everybody knows Dr. Anna Price is the only African-American mayor that this city has ever had. So I wanted to have you think about it, talk about it. How could we honor her and you know, give her flowers while she's still here? Dr. George Price is the only one in my era that has been a committed uh, community leader for almost 70 years. She sits on various boards all around the county, She heads up boards here in South Miami. And she's a power horse. And she is respected by a lot of people. Going back to Dr. Anna Price and her tenure at University of Miami, where she helped mentor, coach, a lot of pro football players, a lot of players that have not made it, and a lot of women that have been through her program. And she's an ordained pastor. And she's well known. So I, just an idea, talking with most of the people in the community, it would be nice to honor both of these women at the same time. Give them flowers. you know. Let's do something that's grand for someone that's living here. So I just wanted to put that out there, everybody.
0: Thank you for your thoughts. We appreciate
5: okay.
0: them. Right. Uh, Mr. John Edward Smith, you're recognized.
13: Good evening, Mr. Mayor, members of the Commission, John Edward Smith, a resident and business owner in South Miami. What an exciting evening tonight. These gray ghosts were just lit up the room, and having Alvaro come before you and talk about the proposed uh, Porsche event, uh, that is very exciting. Um, I'm here to present some other exciting news, and that is our newly designed uh, with content, our Somi guide is here for distribution, and um, the city clerk has copies for the commission. And we've already distributed to the uh, to the city administration as well. Uh, I was going to be talking about item M A on the agenda, which was the Porsche event, uh, but that's already been called for. And I just want to add my comments on that. Uh, For the six years that the Porsche event has been in South Miami, or had been in South Miami, it was a crowd pleaser, it's great for the local businesses, and it was superb. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge with that is the exceptional support given by uh, Alex Vidaya at the Shops at Sunset. Uh, I met Alvaro coming out of Alex's office a couple weeks ago, and he said, I've got good news for you, and I said, I hope it is what you're going to tell me, and it it certainly is that the Porsche event is coming back. Uh, Mr. Vidia has been very supportive of events in South Miami, coming into South Miami, since I first spoke with him about the sounds of Somi. He was the first one to step up and said, let me know whatever you need. And he will be also supporting our second Saturdays in Somi, which will be coming up uh, February, March, and April in a a few months. And with that being said, wish you all a very happy and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, and welcome to the new team here. I I look forward to working with you all in communications. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Madam Clerk, is there anyone online who'd like to speak?
13: If
1: there's anyone online, please raise your virtual hand if you'd like to speak.
0: Uh, Seeing none, we'll close public remarks at this time. I'm going to, colleagues, skip over commission reports so we can take those up last. Uh, Are there any items on the consent agenda anyone would like to pull at this time? Commissioner Lieben, you're recognized?
7: Yes. Sorry, I'm not going to pull it. We'll save time, but I'd be remiss if I didn't make a comment. Uh, The expense for number four, we don't know, you feel about that ability driver, 150,000, but not, I'm, I'm, uh, why don't we,
0: why don't we pull it for a short discussion, I, sir, if that's no, okay. Okay. I'm
7: not going to pull it in support for our, uh, senior advocate on the, on the commission and support of our vice mayor. So, but I had to voice that minority feel on buses and transportation and, and that expense. Um, it's a big number. So that's it. Thank you for indulging
1: me.
0: Not a problem. Anyone else? Any item? Is there a motion then on the consent agenda?
1: I need to read them. need to
0: read them, please. Please read items one through five, then.
1: Yes, item one, a resolution of the Mayor and City Commission of the City of South Miami for approving and authorizing the purchase of net motion software subscription from Insight Public Sector, Inc., an in amount not to exceed $7,524.56 for 2024 Item two, a resolution of the Mayor City Commission of the City of South Miami for approving and authorizing the purchase and installation of two Locking via pool heaters for the Murray Park Aquatic Center from Commercial Energy Specialists, LLC, in the amount not to exceed $19,988.88, declaring the existing pool heaters as surplus and authorizing the city manager to sell or otherwise dispose of the same in accordance with Section 2-4.7 of the city code. Item 3. A resolution of the Mayor and City Commission of the City of South Miami approving and authorizing a waiver of certain event-related fees and costs in the amount of $2,588 pursuant to section 15B-6 of the City Code for a special event known as Unity Festival presented by South Miami Black Culture Affairs Foundation to be held on February 24th, 2024 at Murray Park. Item four. A resolution of the Mayor and City Commission of the City of South Miami, Florida approving and authorizing the purchase of a 2025-4E 450 line cutaway bus and related start start trans senators to equipment and installation services from Duval, Duval Ford LLC pursuant to Bradford County Sheriff's Office contract number BCSO 22-27-1.0 and amount not to exceed 1,000 I mean 146,612 dollars and one cents. Declaring the existing vehicle as surplus property and authorizing the city manager. To sell or otherwise dispose of the same in accordance with section 2.4 point 7 of the city code item 5 a resolution of the mayor city commission of the city of south miami authorizing the purchase and installation of two scoreboards for the gibson bethel community center basketball gymnasium from gulf stream athletic supply Inc. in amount not to exceed fourteen thousand four hundred dollars declaring the existing scoreboard as surplus property and authorizing the city manager to sell or authorize sales are of the same in accordance with section 2-4.7 city code. Thank you, Madam Clerk.
0: There- Thank you, Madam Clerk. Is there a motion, items one through five?
5: I move the consent agenda items.
0: Thank you, sir, Thank you. second. We have a motion by Commissioner Corey and a second by Commissioner Kaye. Um, Madam Clerk, if you can call the roll, please. Yes.
1: Commissioner Kaye? Yes. Commissioner Corey? Yes. Commissioner Leeman? Yes. Vice Mayor Boniche? Yes. Mayor Fernandez? Yes. five zero.
0: Uh, just to quickly poll uh, my colleagues, are there any questions on item 7, 9, or 10 on today's agenda? 7 is the uh, agreement for the Coradino Group. 9 is the second reading of the Home Garage Supplemental Regulations, which we passed last time. And 10 is a modification to the code to allow for mobile vendors in certain locations downtown.
2: I have comments on 10.
0: Okay, fair enough. So, um, if, Madam Clerk, if you could read item 7, please.
2: Item 7. A
1: resolution of the Mayor and City Commission of the City of Southampton for approving a proposal and project agreement with Corradina Group, Inc. to extend the scope of downtown planning study for the hometown district, U.S. 1 expansion area, and other citywide non-residential parcels in amount not to exceed $82,500.
0: Thank you for that. Uh, Any questions on item 7? Seeing none, is there a motion on item 7?
5: I move the item.
2: I'll second. Wait,
0: Commissioner Liebman, I saw your hand go up. You have a question on item 7, sir? You're, you're muted, sir.
7: Uh, no, but Mayor, can you can you just, um, for public's benefit, can you just quickly explain the item?
0: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let the manager do that. He'll probably do a better that's job it. than I could. So, Mr. Manager, could you explain item 7 briefly for the benefit of the public that's watching?
9: Certainly. Um, in November of 15, uh, 2022, the City Commission had uh, authorized an agreement with a quarter group uh, to conduct a planning study and take a look at our land development code. and um, Their work uh, requires uh, additional time and, and, and expansive of work given the comprehensive plan, items that have been identified. So this agreement allows that work to continue uh, to have deliverables uh, for these changes. Obviously it's a, a rewrite of portions of our city as it relates to the land development code. And some of this have to go to the state for comments and then come back to you um, for final approval. And so this agreement extends their work, uh, also extends the scope a little bit uh, with the area just south of uh, the Avalon Bay project, uh, as uh, requested uh, by this commission and Commissioner Liebman. And um, so the agreement takes us into uh, third quarter of uh, 2024 for them to complete their work. Okay,
0: what's the the amount of the extension?
9: uh, Time or? or Uh, Monetary. Monetary, up to uh, $82,500. Okay,
0: thank you for that. Any further questions? Commissioner Liebman? No, thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Anyone else? Can I have a motion on item 7, please? I move the item. We have a motion by Commissioner Liebman, a second by Commissioner Calle. Uh, Madam Clerk, if you can call the roll, please.
1: Yes, Commissioner Liebman? Yes. Commissioner Corey. Yes. Um, Commissioner Calle? Yes. Vice Mayor Yes. Mayor Fernandez?
6: John, don't get it.
0: can't: Sorry folks, we've been hacked earlier this evening and had some rather nasty video showing on our prior zoom feed. so if you see some of that in the background, I think we're trying to combat uh, someone to trying to get into the room to uh, rebroadcast stuff we don't need to <laughs> air on the public airwaves for sure. Yeah, so yeah. great. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we left off on Vice Mayor Boniche yeah. in your roll yes.
2: call. Yes,
1: and Mayor Fernandez. Yes, item passes five zero. Thank you.
0: Um, can I get a motion on item nine after you read it? Read the ordinance. Item
1: nine. This is a public hearing. Correct. An ordinance of the City Commission of the City of South Main, Florida amending Article Two, Definitions, Section Two Point Three Definitions, and Article Three, Zoning Regulations, Sections Three Point Six, Supplemental Regulations mm-hmm. to address home garages.
0: Thank you. This is a public hearing item. Anyone wishing to address item nine on tonight's agenda? Please come forward at this time. Seeing no one in the chamber, Madam Clerk, is there anyone online who would li- like to address item nine on tonight's agenda?
1: No, everybody, there are they work, workers here. So
0: they're okay, safe. great. So seeing no one online, we will close uh, the public hearing. Uh, is there a motion on item nine or are there any questions on item nine before we move forward? Okay, can I get a motion on item nine, please?
6: Move the motion.
1: Second.
0: We have a motion by Commissioner Kai and a second by Commissioner Corey. Madam Clerk, if you can call the roll, please.
1: It's Commissioner Kaye? Yes. Commissioner Corey? Yes. Commissioner Lehman? Yes. Vice-Main Yes. Mayor Fernandez? Yes. Item passes 5 Thank you
0: for your support of that item, colleagues. Okay, that leaves us three uh, items for discussion, item 6, 8, and 10. And given that we have folks here on item 8, uh, without objection, I'd like to take that up at this time. Madam Clerk, if you could read uh, item 8 for the record, please.
1: Yes, item 8. An ordinance of the Mayor and City Commission of the City of Salt for approving a franchise agreement with American Waste Systems LLC to lease a portion of the city-owned property located outside the city's jurisdiction at 4795 Southwest 75th Avenue for the operation of an indoor waste processing and loading facility, authorizing the city manager to negotiate and execute a franchise agreement relating to the lease of the property.
0: Thank you for reading that item. This is a public hearing item, so at this time we will open the floor for public, uh, public remarks. If there's anyone who'd like to address item eight on this agenda, please come forward. Sir, your name and address of the record, please.
14: Yes, sir. Mr. Mayor, uh, Madam Vice Mayor, members of the commission, my name is Grant Smith. I'm here representing Waste Connections. Waste Connections is a public company with over 25,000 employees and over $8 billion in annual revenue. As you know, my client sent a letter to the commission about two weeks ago expressing their interest in this matter. I have several points I'd like to address. In order for you to get the full value out of this property, there should be a procurement process, a process that would lay out the expectations of the city and that what the city expects and what the city wants to earn from this property. There is nothing in the agenda backup today that indicates what American is offering to pay you is in line with the market at all. There's nothing in the, in the agenda f- for that. You are voting on a lease, a lease that would be signed after tonight. And if they hit certain milestones, it would continue for 50 years. Nothing but good can come from competition. Let me provide an example. The economics of this transaction have changed since the last meeting this meeting for example your base rent that they were willing to pay you went up only six hundred dollars however your additional rent went down to a flat dollar whereas before it was a tiered system at $1.20 or $1.25, and then a dollar 50. so automatically the city is going to be losing money if there is more volume going through this additionally your annual base rent escalation which in the previous edition, was at um, 4% per year, is now 5% once every 10 years. And even though the backup says it, there is no possible es- escalation for an audit or an a, uh, appraisal of the property should that happen and come up. In order for this plan to be viable, there needs to be clarity from the county There is no clarity from the county at the moment. They voted to design a burner, but they don't have a place for it and they they have not finished their process. The only way this would be successful is if the bondholders allow a transfer station to accept waste from, from other places and not the burner. And now I'm almost done. In contrast to American, Waste Connections has been operating a local transfer station right here up the street in Hialeah for many decades. It has years of experience working with Miami-Dade County, not only in the waste industry, but in the permitting industry and facilities. We're an integral part of the county system currently. Waste Connections has its own railway business. We currently do train waste, not out of Miami-Dade County, but around the country. But most importantly, Waste Connections has final disposal and landfills, something which is distinct from anybody participating today, we have landfills both in the state and out of the state. Again, nothing but good can come from competition. We respectfully request that this process be opened up to a public procurement, whereby qualified companies can submit proposals for this valuable piece of property.
0: Thank you for your comments. Commissioner Lieben, you have a question?
7: Yes, uh, Mr. Mayor, may I, I know it's not a traditional, but may I ask the speaker
0: a question? Sure, go ahead, you're recognized. Sir.
7: Thank you and sir I'm sorry I I did not catch your name just a simple question Grant thank you I, I appreciate your interest and I appreciate your remarks and I'm just curious I know your group has known about this for a long time and this was an unsolicited offer the city could handle any number of ways right one of which is an RFP but there was nothing stopping your firm from issuing a competitive offer I'm just curious why your firm did not
14: Commissioner Lieberman, thank you very much for the question. Um, we only learned about this two weeks ago, literally like the day or two before the last meeting. Um, that's the first thing. Second thing is, as you may know, um, and I'm not sure where to look. So I'm, I, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. If I'm not looking he's at not going to right take any offense. It's fine. As <laughs> long as you answer his questions, it will be fine. <laughs> so um, it's just the
0: voice of God. Just pretend, <laughs> you know, just,
14: <laughs> the omniscient. Um, but the, the answer to the question is these things take time, not only in an internal process, in, in doing pro formas to, to understand the financials of this, but in the discussions with the, with the railway. Um, I happen to know that, that at least since October that um, American was engaging with your city, and I believe they were engaging with the county before that, but we didn't know that until this came up um, in, the last, I- in the last agenda. So there just hasn't been enough time for us to evaluate, especially since railways are notoriously slow. Um, We do have relationships with the railways all over the country, um, but they're notoriously slow. And this group had a huge time advantage. And for us to come in and do something meaningful, we just need time to do that. Thank
7: you. I I understand. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Eric. I'm sorry, one more question.
0: Mr. Lehman, go ahead.
7: Thank you. and valid response. So my, my next question to you is: is you do have similar contracts? How does this contract compare to similar contracts you have, either in Hialeah or other parts of the, you know, the, the next the next uh, nearest contract?
0: Commissioner Lehman, I just to clarify, because I I want to make sure we're we're comparing apples to apples. Do, are, you, are you asking about comparable lease agreements with municipalities for the use of public land, or what what what's the nature of your contract you're inquiring about?
7: Yes, well, sorry, only, I want to make sure that
0: Mr. Smith can give you a, a kind of a direct answer. Sorry,
7: well, the, the, the speaker was, was already questioning the contract, implying that it could receive a better contract. So I'm curious how similar contracts would would compare, based on his comments about this contract.
14: Yeah, so the, the uniqueness of this property is the rail, um, being on the rail. That's that's number one. Um, number two, there are instances, and so. There's not a lot of instances where we here in South Florida rent land from other people. We own nearly everything that we're on. Um, and so we do rent hauling yards, which are different than transfer stations. Um, and the, the, the it's really something that needs to be looked at in terms of the access to the rail, the cost of the rail the amount of the disposal fees, the hauling charges, the, the, the transportation charges, where is this going? And so the answer to your question is we just need to evaluate it to be able to say whether that is good. I believe, and I believe our management has, has said to me, uh, i not believe they have said to me, they have said to me that because of the significant infrastructure we already have here. And because of the business that we already have here, and the relationships, and the business, um, as opposed to the American which has no business here, uh, they do believe they would be able to make a better offer. But uh, but we just need the time to work through that process. Mr. Lieberman,
0: any you. further questions? Thank you. No, thank
7: you, and thank you, Mr.
0: Ma- Kye, uh, Mr. Smith. I don't think you're going off the hook quite yet. I think uh, my colleague has a question for you as well. And, and I've
6: spoken to you know waste waste connections. Uh, Numerous times now, you know try to understand what what's the best option for the city. Yes, sir And I just wanted to make clear so waste connections Uses rail currently is that fact
14: we do not out of South Florida, but we do rail in other parts of the country
6: But not in Florida, correct. Okay, so is that I I just never understood in in all my communications Why that was I mean knowing the issues that the Miami-Dade County is having from waste perspective Why is it that rail was never proposed? from a company as big as yours to fully understand and, and help uh, export a lot of the trash and then well, to help facilitate a lot of the issues that we're having as a county?
14: Well, we, we, we are helping, um, it, but it's not rail. Uh, our current yard, we have a rail that runs beside us, but the spur doesn't come in and it's not something that we've activated. Um,
0: Sorry, if you, if you could just... Fucking piggyback on this question. When you say your current yard, are you referring to the medley yard that I'm familiar with? No, no, Hialeah. Hialeah, okay. So
14: we have a transfer station in Hialeah it's okay. on 37th Court. Okay, that's um, the one I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, it's right. Uh, it's along the rail that runs sort of uh, north south that is um, just north of Miami Airport. Kind of there's a Home Depot, I think, right there and whatnot. Um, but, but we have been assisting the county. We have assist the county in, in two ways. Number one, the county is bringing trucks to us right now f- to our transfer station to alleviate the burden on some other transfer stations and, and the other landfills, number one.
6: Well, I'm sorry, number one, stay there real quick. Where is that trash going? Right now? Yeah. Well, the, where, the, where are you getting from the county? Where is that trash going?
14: That tr- From our transfer station, it's going to our landfill at Jed, which is in St. Cloud. St. Cloud.
0: Okay. Via, tr- via truck, correct? Via truck. Yeah, okay. Via truck. Yes,
14: yeah. sir. Um, and then... We also opened up what's called air, in our industry it's called airspace, and airspace is just uh, the, the amount of the, the height that you can make the landfill, that's airspace. And so we've opened up an additional um, airspace for the county, and we are assisting the county because with the additional airspace that we committed to them um, a few months ago, they were able to, they have requirements by the state where the state says you have to have a certain amount of disposal available for a certain amount of time before you're allowed to um, uh, issue additional uh, development permits. And I I don't remember what that concept is called. Yeah, it's it's, it's concurrency. Concurrency. Concurrency in terms of— So so we help them um, by opening up this airspace to give them additional concurrency so that they can continue to do their development orders. And so we have been helping in the way that we can help. But rail is something that we have been investigating for quite some time out of South Florida, and um, and and so we do have the capability and the and the expertise locally to do that.
6: Thank you. Okay. For you know, the questions? You, no, I just yeah. wanted to make a comment. You know, I think that one of the things. As we want
0: to, do we, uh, we, we want to hold? Oh, a conversation? Yeah,
6: sure. Okay. Thank you. I don't want to. I don't want
0: to pre- preempt you from saying something. I just want to kind of keep sure the not. conversation. Thank you. I, I only have one question, and I and I. Uh, first of all, for the record, I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Salak, Candace Erics, who represents you in Tallahassee, who you had the pleasure of working with when I was a legislator, and for, for making the time to speak to me on the fifth and, and today as well, by way of follow-up. The only, the only curious aspect of your interest is that you do own and operate a land uh, sorry, a uh, transfer facility mm-hmm. within a few miles of this location. And so, I, I, you know, just it, given the capital cost, Given, given, you know, just geospatially where that's located, where this potential facility would be located, why would you have an interest in spending or making digital capital investment in a location like this?
14: Yeah, so it's, it's the answer to your question is because it, expanding the business organically is always a benefit to the business. That's number one. Number two, um, it's not unusual to have networks of transfer stations. So we do, we have a transfer station in Deerfield Beach. We have one in Pembroke Park. We have um, one in downtown Miami. Different kinds of transportation. That's
0: a CD and d facility, I think, correct?
14: Downtown Miami yeah. is, is yes, yeah, C&D,
0: correct. Construction and debris removal for my colleague. Um, I'm sorry.
14: And then, you know, but for example, there are But, there, but my, I,
0: the reason for my question is they're not three and a half or four miles away from each other. They're typically 10, 12, 15 miles because I, w- I would imagine you're serving, you probably have substantial capacity at that location to serve more than just that immediate sub-markets. That, that's the reason for my question, that proximity to me is what's curious, because they're, they're actually very, very near one another relative to how you're, I mean, I looked extensively, you, you guys are a phenomenal company, clearly have a ton of capacity, uh, for the most part you have a very good reputation, uh, your lobbyist represents you well in Tallahassee, you see some with tremendous credibility, so I, I respect what you potentially could bring to the table. But my, my, I just don't understand, just looking at how your operation is organized globally across Florida, why you would have two facilities so closely co-located together here in South Florida. Yeah,
14: it, it helps. It just helps alleviate traffic. There's a lot of synergies okay. that come with doing that. You know, there's others in this market that have things that are close to one another. It just helps routing. It, there's a lot of things it helps with. Appreciate that explanation. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I think at, uh, at this time, uh, colleagues, would, do we want to hear from the administration and then from Mr. Rinaldi? Or, how do we want to proceed? Okay. Mr. Manager, is anything you want to say on this item for the record, or do you want to bring up Mr. Rinaldi and his team to present? Yeah, I, I think
9: we'll let American Waste present. Uh, okay,
0: fair enough, sir. Thank you. I want to give that opportunity. Mr. Rinaldi, will you be speaking this evening? Yes. Okay, thank you. Again, your name and address for the record, please, if you yes. can. Yes,
9: William Rinaldi,
15: American Waste Systems. Great. Um, I know Waste Connections very well. In fact, some of your top management used to work for me. In fact, you just bought a company, Arrowhead. They're a waste company that was developed by rail, Who whom my employees started. They just bought them. And the thing that I want to talk to the council about is, I came to this council as it came to Florida like an open book. I saw a problem, and I saw a solution. Waste Connections is bigger than me, I'm not going to lie. But I've been, <laughs> they also bought a lot of my, they bought companies back and forth, I've sold to Macquarie a couple times, sold the Windway. I know them all. But I'm into solutions. If Waste Connections comes here, the only thing they're going to do is push the price of garbage up. Because if they get the two facilities, they create their own market. Uh, right now, I think, to be quite honest, and I'm not saying this to you, sir, Waste Connections is not fulfilling the market. And what I did is I put a little video together because I did have a conversation with someone from Waste Connections, and I said, look, you know, it's business. You know, I don't want to say anything bad, but I think that your services to South Miami are terrible. And well,
0: let's, 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 if I can, just ask, let's, let's set that aside for a minute because I, I want to just address a couple of points that were made. Cause I want to sure. make sure that the record's clear, and mm-hmm. I want, you know, at least my colleagues, since I was the one who help germinate this idea with your help. Yes, and, at least and like ha- I said, this is going to- gonna... le- Hold on a second, just follow with me for a second. I just want them to have some level of confidence about where we are with respect sure. to the agreement and the terms, Yeah. and why some of the terms, economic terms have changed, given your conversations well, with the county. My, my conversation
15: could... with the county is to save them money.
0: Correct, so okay. that's that's what I wanted to get on the so record. I so I want to make sure that- So the... but let's, let me take this one at a time, because I want right. I just want to make sure the points are all addressed. If you don't mind, let me kind of- Go ahead. Add, act, act as a- <laughs> Uh, as a, an interrogator here in a sense, but uh, there was a comment about the base rent going up $600 a month. And so I just want to ask the manager, I know we had been procuring an appraisal to inform what was fair market value for just the base rent payments. Is the increase consistent with the appraisal that was completed? And to the manager, the city attorney, whoever wants to address that question.
11: Okay, yeah, that was, that was based on the appraisal that we- Okay, so
0: the, so the appraisal resulted in an adjustment of however nominal $600. So fair to say that the initial offer was pretty close to market. Is that that's fair? correct that okay is correct. thank you and then there was a question about rent escalation which we had a substantial rent escalator that probably would have increased the base rent by 40 percent every 10 years so mr rinaldi can you elaborate on why yes. those changes were incorporated into yes, the lease
15: after si- sitting uh speaking with the county they wanted me to give them a consistent rate i planned the why, why
0: is that important if i can ask from, a, so from, a, exactly, from the public's perspective from
15: the public's perspective it's it's the same 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 margin of increase as the county is getting, so there's no it's so, very transparent.
0: So our our forty percent increase over ten years would have resulted in tipping fees being affected year over year. Yes. And so this council would have ended up paying, as we have in other years, more for disposing our trash. Correct. At this facility, is that Correct. is that a fair summary of Correct. the impact? Yes, okay. sir. Okay. So they asked you to compress. Yes, sir. Well, you could pay us, so you could have some more pricing predictability. Yes. That's there why was you came back. Totally
15: transparent to the county.
0: Okay. Um, I think those are the only two economic points I wanted to highlight. I, I leave the rest to you. I, I don't know that. I don't. I think you're both excellent companies. You've got. I mean, in, in my conversations with Mr. Salak, for the benefit of my colleagues, their representation, they all know you. They all speak very respectfully of you. Uh, they know your record. Uh, you know my, my understanding. Yeah,
15: I don't have any. Problem. I just want to make sure. I just look. I don't want to sound like the.
0: I, I just don't want well, to get into any back. I, I, I don't. We don't. We don't. We don't do that as a board. We don't want to get into the back and forth. I think if there are questions regarding the proposal and the lease terms, I, I'd like my colleagues to bring them forward at this time. Um, Commissioner Liebman, are you? Do you have any questions of Mr. Rinaldi that you want to address at this time?
7: You, yeah, my, my position hasn't hasn't changed. My, my only concern is whether or not uh, the city of South. I know it's in the con. We've addressed my concerns in the contract. Whether or not the city of South Miami can dump in the city of South Miami, My- or drop off in the city of South Miami.
0: Yeah, so Commissioner, comm- to Commissioner Liebman's point, Mr. Up. Manager, if we can address um, what we have incorporated as preconditions, I think, to address this concern.
9: Yeah, ultimately, to simplify it, you know, the deal is subject to the county approving Yeah. That, right? And, and the second issue that I would have is if, if the transfer fee that we currently pay would also be applied at our own facility, that would be problematic, right? Because the county would not have any double handling. It would be railed away. Um, so, yeah, it's
11: subject to.
0: And again, those conditions are built into the document, correct? Just for the record.
11: Yes, those are conditions present.
0: Okay. So, Commissioner Lehman, to your point, there would be no transfer fees that we would. We are asking uh, as a condition of this agreement that would be paid, um, and the con- the deal is again conditional upon the county incorporating this facility as part of their uh, as part of their tipping facilities, that would be recognized pursuant to local. And I think we had a third condition, which was to make sure that we could continue to tip at this facility uh for the entirety of the base term am i correct
11: for the entirety of the lease so
0: all 50 years yes. we could continue to tip here uh so that we could get the benefit of the operational savings attendant with uh having this facility on our home yard so right.
11: correct that's okay. part of the conditions present right.
0: so without without those conditions being satisfied commissioner liebman we don't have a binding lease is that correct
15: that is correct and they've been already
5: identified with the meeting with the county okay Mr. Corey, you're recognized. And I just wanted to clarify this again. I think I mentioned it last time, but just for my own edification, the, the period of time in which this property will sort of be locked up as you finalize the deal, I forget what period of time that was. Was that 100? Well, it's 120
0: days for them to get it. So yeah, I think if you, could, if you could just walk us through the timeline so the council's clear, Mr. City Attorney, that would be helpful.
11: Sure. in In those first 120 days, so the effective date, of the lease, right now it says January 1st. Uh, they asked us to push it off a couple weeks to January 15th, uh, so they can get their their you know everything in gear if they're, if they're approved this evening. But they would have 120 days from that date to satisfy these conditions precedent. Um, and if they cannot satisfy those conditions precedent, this is uh, this there is no lease.
0: And then from from the date those conditions are satisfied, they have up to two years to permit and get yes, the facility approved. So that's it. where the two yes. year period kicks in. That's correct. Obviously, it would be to our mutual benefit for that to be done much more quickly.
5: Yes. Yeah, so by by approving this tonight, we would essentially be you know, not able to come to an agreement with any other company for this property for the period of 120 days. Essentially. And then if they met the criteria, then it would be a period of two years.
11: A period of two years, um, unless they cancel it, but. Uh, if they don't cancel it, then it would be a period of two years plus whatever term the lease ends up being, which is a base term of twenty years with ten-year extension. So w- we would not get a chance to cancel this lease until twenty years in.
5: Right, and then the deposit that they would have to put down is, is I believe it's six then?
11: times six times s- six, ta- six times the
0: nineteen thousand six hundred. Okay, so roughly a hundred and thirty thousand dollars, plus or minus. Yes.
5: Yeah. Yeah, right.
0: Okay.
16: Can I just clarify one more point? Yes, There's also a 45-day due diligence and inspection period during which time they can do inspections both on the site and paper-wise to determine if it's feasible, and they can cancel after the 45 days or during that period if it's not acceptable to, to the tenant.
6: Mr. Kaya, you Question for the uh, <coughs> city attorney. Um, during your 45 days of studies and any inspections, um, can we make those inspections private t- to the to the, to the the company? Or does that have to be publicly announced?
16: They have to disclose the inspections to the city and they're probably also public records under Florida law. Okay,
0: thank you. Madam Vice Mayor, do you want to recognize the CFO? Yes, for a question? I,
2: I had various conversations with both our city manager and our, our CFO mm-hmm. as we, fancy name. Sure. And I'd, I'd appreciate it if you could come up here and just give the gist of our conversation because we know I will I will not do it financial justice.
16: Good evening, evening sir. Mayor, Commissioner. Um, <clears throat> oh, it was a discussion where we're comparing one type of use to another type of use and the major differences in it. Uh, the major difference is the base on that other, this has nothing to do with, you know, one company or another. It's just the use. The rent was significantly greater with waste services at the beginning every, every year uh, versus a flat amount or an option to over 50 years spread $5 million, which is $100,000, just dollar for dollar, not taking present value or future value. So, so we're value.
0: talking about the, um, just to be clear... The base rent. So the base rent under a housing development scenario. Correct. Which would, take, which would take up two-thirds of the lot, correct? Correct. Okay. It was, I okay. believe
16: it was two acres of the three. Yeah. So it's much greater spread. Um, just looking at the base rent and looking at that, it's a better deal for the city from that standpoint because it's a lot more money every month for one acreage use. Um, and not taking into account the dollar for the tipping over the certain amount or taking into account any operational savings that we would have, it's just a better amount.
0: And I, and, I, and I saw you guys circulated an analysis, having a chance to review it, because it, I think it came out this morning. Can you summarize for the benefit of the council what the save, so operational savings could look like in terms of uh, CapEx and, and, I guess fuel? I don't know what, what else yeah. you analyzed.
9: So So the comparison uh, was done based on um, the opportunity to, to go to our yard instead and have rail uh, hauled away versus uh, what we're currently doing. Um, as a result of the fire in the main facility, we began to uh, transport uh, to a closer facility called West Aid. Um, we are uh, charged a, a, a transfer fee of $15 and change per ton uh, to that facility. Uh, they're also an opportunity Mr. Manager, to- Manager,
0: if I can ask, were we paying that transfer fee before, or is that a new fee?
9: That's a new fee as a result okay. of going to um, the West Aid. So transport. before,
0: we used to drive out to Doral and t- tip there? Correct. And we did not pay that fee? Correct. Okay.
9: Um, so the analysis that was provided by memo had, had two, two things. One was uh, operational uh, savings, and another one was a capital. The, the, the question that you had posed was, what, what CapEx or OpEx you know, would we um, uh, save as a result of you know, going to our facility and have it hauled away by rail? So what you have, you know, the, the memo uh, shared uh, two things. One, fuel, obviously from a distance standpoint. So to, to make my explanation a little bit shorter, Um, the finance calculated at $3.44 per gallon of fuel. So going to the um, Medley landfill station would have a generated savings of $3. Uh, If we go to our facility, instead of going to Medley, we have a savings about $61,000 in fuel and wear and tear that was done as a global um, 65 cents per mile just to cover all the things that, that fall under wear and tear and that would generate roughly a savings about 34600 So total savings of um, going to our facility instead of medley would be roughly 95744 The second e- evaluation that was done was the West State Transfer Station, which is closer but requires a transfer fee. In that case, similar categories, fuel, wear and tear, and in this case we had to add back in the transfer fee because we pay a transfer fee, so we would save that. So going to our facility instead of going to West State facility would generate an annual savings of $166,000 roughly. Okay. Um, capital, on the capital side, which was a second question that was asked uh, to, to, to share that, um, we, we t- took a look at uh, life of our vehicles, and as a result of less miles and less travel miles, extending the life of that, and uh, having to be able to extend the life of our vehicles a little bit longer, we estimated that roughly over a 20 year period, uh, being able to extend the life of our vehicles would probably genera- save about 1.1 million dollars over a 20-year period because our trucks would last a little bit longer, so we wouldn't have to cycle them as often. And so those are the two dynamics that that
0: we shared via memo, uh, which so were the questions. It, so analyze about 50,000 dollars a year. Um, oh, on the capital. On the capital side, uh, okay, yep. just to keep it in the same analyze savings yep. category. Okay, yep. so the range, capital, and operating. Sounds like 140 Ra- range to from
9: 96,000 dollars a year to 167,000 dollars a year OPEX,
0: a- and then adding yep. the capital, and then adding the capital, okay. okay,
9: over a 20-year period.
0: Yes, ma'am, Madam Vice Mayor.
2: One more thing that we discussed as part of all of this, when I was discussing it with first the city manager, then the CFO, is in fairness on the other project, when we get to the end of the 50 years, we have a building that would belong to us and that building would have been certified at the 40-year mark, so we would have a building that is in good repair. The discussion there was that while we could end up with this great I just want to clarify
0: that one comment, because I'm going to take a little issue with good repair. Good repair meaning that it's electrically and structurally sound, because that's all that that does. So I don't know if it's, I don't know that the condition of the building, so I know that was mentioned to me, but I know for our conversation, I would just throw in, I don't know if the building would be in a condition where it's marketable right well, in terms of in terms of writing the mo- the because there could be a lot of deferred maintenance in the and building
2: there's there's one other thing to consider which is what was brought to my attention is even if the building is in very good condition it would put us in a position to be a landlord and so i'm not saying that's a plus and i'm not saying that's a minus yeah. i'm just saying what was part of the discussion because i don't feel it's right for me to have that information and not share it with you guys
0: appreciate that Commissioner Kaya.
6: We're in discussion, right?
0: We are. Is there uh, any questions Mr. Rinaldi that we want to ask at this point in time? Commissioner Liebman? I just to P- Please come on up, sir, in, in the microphone if you can. Good
15: evening, Gabriel Nieto for American Waste. So we've got a few new faces here. Um, next to Mr. Rinaldi is Jim Gehring, who's our uh, investment banker, who's here to answer any financial questions you might have. He's the founder of Dark Horse Capital. He's been an investment banker for 25 years, specializing in these kind of projects, heavy infrastructure, power, environmental remediation, and those kind of things. And sitting behind Mr. Gehring is Cosmo Servito, and he's our director of environmental and compliance. Cosmo was the administrator for EPA Region 3, and also the assistant administrator for EPA Region 2, and an assistant administrator for the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection. He's got a lot of experience here, any environmental issues, any compliance issues, any of that, he'd be happy to address.
0: Okay. A- any questions for the rest of the team? No? Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Bring it back to this council. Uh, comments? Commissioner Kai, you want to start?
13: Yeah.
6: <coughs> Worked, there's a lot of things, ongoing things, moving with the county specifically. Um, there's also one thing that we did fail to talk about uh, and that we should just to, you know, to be, transparent. We did receive a bid or a LOI for uh, affordable housing at the particular site. We didn't really discuss it and we should either, you know, talk about it, at least get, you know, dismiss it, talk about it, see if it should be a part of this or not. I'm not, I'm not in, and I've spoken to this pretty clearly. I'm not a big fan of doing affordable housing in that particular spot right in front of concrete mixes. I think that the County would have a lot more to say about that, spe- specifically our, our commissioner in this district, but I would be dismissed if we didn't at least talk about it because there wasn't an LOI that was offered to us that we should talk about. Sure.
0: Do you want to do, I know, I know the vice mayor kind of introduced that conversation with the comparison and we appreciate that. I I mean, I'll say for the record, I met with Mr. Wall, who's the principal at at Coral Rock and in full disclosure has been a client uh, of my firm in the past. Um, We had a good conversation. I respect his ability to do these projects. Um, it's not surprising that they would look to industrial land. It's part of what SB 102 is, has asked the development community to look at. It's also something that's been a trend for the last 20 years, particularly in the city of Miami, where a lot of industrial land over the last couple of decades has been rezoned for multifamily use, particularly low income multifamily use. And so, um, this particular site compared to some other sites that have been rezoned elsewhere that I'm familiar with, certainly is more attractive in that it's close to regional park. It's proximate to shopping. There's a Publix, Best Buy, Target right around the corner. Uh, there are some amenities. I, I think for, for where I kind of decided that this to me seemed like the better option was that it, this use seemed more complementary to what it's a typical public works use. Seemed more consistent with the current character of the area, um, and I thought operationally would not impinge on our a desire or a need to possibly reserve some capacity to grow our public works footprint, you know, through some efficiencies, right? Uh, with some capital. If we decided to eventually kind of round off our boundaries to 40th street where there's a lot of single family residential where we would probably service with our, our solid waste um, our solid waste team. So uh, that's where I kind of analyze it too. I, I definitely thank them, thank them personally for submitting his proposal. You know, I'll leave it. I've left it open with them because, again, there's a 120-day time clock for them to do something. As I've left it open with Waste Connections and in my conversations with them personally about possibly revisiting a deal with them, should you know, American Waste not have any success here. So, th- those are my thoughts on the subject, colleagues. Commissioner Lieben, I know you're online, so I tend to ignore you. I apologize. Anything you want to add?
7: Okay. No, no. Thank you. As I mentioned, my. Concerns which I've communicated in meetings, were addressed in the contract. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, sir. Madam Vice Mayor.
2: I, I thank you, Commissioner Kaya, for kind of bringing that up again. I think it's important for us to consider that we've talked about affordable housing and wanting affordable housing, and this ticks the box in a very unconventional way for us. I think it's interesting that the mayor mentions that the conversation is not closed. It would remain open if and when they don't manage to close the loop. For me, it is 100% a financial decision, as are most things with me. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Um, So the one thing I cannot grasp, and I guess it's because I don't have maybe the the forward vision of seeing a building belonging to the city after so many years. I think it could be a great thing or it could be a fiasco. And so I I say, you know, do we look at this as more of a financial boon? Do we want to try to tackle that affordable housing aspect that seems to be near and dear to many of us? So I, I'd like to know what you guys think because I I kinda got an idea from two of you
5: well i'm, I'm certainly a, a huge fan of uh using affordable or workforce housing wherever we can especially on um, public land since it obviously provides a clear public benefit also a fan of using public land for parks and then in this case you know uh, uh using it for the other types of work that we need i think the mayor's right and it's probably it's it's an interesting thing it's just sort of visually you go to the site you have to you know, uh, 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 see what's in character with the neighborhood, and um, I believe this would be in character with the neighborhood. And it's it's amazing that we'd be able to solve not just a problem that we're having, but a problem that the that the county is having, and and pitch in to help them too. So I do sincerely hope that this project is a success, and I think there is some risk associated with it. Just to because we don't necessarily know the full outcome, but given the guardrails that have been put on the contract in the period of time, I think it's I I, I think it's a positive move for us and I think that's the probably the, the, the best use of all of the options that have come forward.
6: So in speaking with, with the developer as well and, and and their representatives, you know, I'm not I, 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 I don't fathom how we can put a building there, and I I was very clear about that. It's just an awkward situation. Even though they may portray that it's the best situation, I just don't see it. And for us to kickstart a particular movement in that area would be something that really needs planning, you know, and this would stick out like a sore thumb. Um, I don't think it would be beneficial. I I think it needs a little bit of timing, not saying that, you know, the mayor And I said the same thing to them. I I don't think this is dead by all means, but it just needs Mm -hmm. a lot more planning. And by the way, to us to do this, it'd be a sole source directly with them. I'd rather open it up. So, um, so that was that for that particular situation. The other thing I very much considered was the avenue of you know having more revenue, more assets to the city, which you know the affordable housing would do. Um, We also need to comp, you know. we need to speak about the big issue that we're having with waste. And we have an opportunity as a city to really meaningfully, meaningfully do something to kickstart an opportunity to help a problem. And, and I think that's what we're doing today. And um, whether, whether it's American Waste or, or if they're able to fulfill the negotiations with Miami-Dade County, all the issues and all the bureaucracy you're probably gonna have to go through if you're able to go do that, I think it's a great problem that we're going to go solve. And if it's not you for A, B, or C, I mean, Waste Connections will, or any other company could come by and we can talk about that. And we have options. But I do like the opportunity to go ahead and, uh, you know, and I've been back and forth on this. It, it's not an easy decision to make. But I really, truly feel that we can really kickstart a solution. And I'm all about solutions. So that okay. was can my I, comments on I that.
2: Can I ask you guys one more sure, question?
0: Sure, go ahead. Madam Vice Mayor, you
6: recognized.
2: Would you be willing to commit to spending some of those dollars to better our public works department they need it they're working under tents guys
0: i i wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment we should we should we should we should take advantage of the revenue in large measure to help rationalize that yard which has been lacking investment and we can maybe deal with the uh the uh fuel tank that we know uh, is going to become a problem in a couple of years and, and pay for that capital outlay as well with, with these resources. So that certainly would be something I would support, Madam Vice Mayor.
6: I think the resources are truly needed to find personnel that we're lacking and, and really help morale and do a lot better, better things in that facility. So I 100% agree.
2: With yeah, you. because those, those guys are very much like the police department is for our safety. They are for our health. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no doubt. And they need Thank you for mentioning so. that. Thanks, guys. Okay.
0: Without any further comment, is there a motion on item eight, please? I move item eight. Is there a second? No, second. So a motion by Commissioner Corey and a second by Commissioner Calle. Uh, seeing no further discussion, Madam Clerk, if you can call the roll on item eight, please.
6: Yes.
1: Commissioner Calle? Yes. Commissioner Corey? Yes. Commissioner Lima? Yes. Vice Mayor Boniche? Yes. Mayor Fernandez? Yes. Item passes five
0: zero. Thank you all for your interest. Look forward to getting this done. Thank you. Okay, uh, colleagues, do you want to take item 6 or let, let's take item 10? Hopefully that you have a couple questions. Yeah, it's a little bit easier. So, Madam Clerk, if you could read uh, item 10 for the record, please.
1: Yes, item 10. An ordinance of the Mayor and City Commission of the City of South Southampton, Florida, amending Chapter 4, Alcoholic Beverages, <laughs> Article 1 in item General, four. Section 4-2, Conditional use approval of requirements, non conforming use, certificate of occupancy, and Chapter 15 offenses and miscellaneous provisions. Article 1 in general, Section 15 63, mobile vendors of the city code of ordinances to modify conditions related to food service in connection with the service of alcohol beverages, including allowing mobile food vendors for drinking, place, bar, lounge within the hometown district under certain conditions.
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, if, if I may, just as, since this is an item I helped advance, I just wanted to give a quick overview as to what I'm trying to accomplish here by this item. So hopefully it'll uh, address your questions. As you'll recall, um, because the state has preempted our ability to kind of change rules that adversely affect or could adversely affect uh, how local businesses operate their business um, and allows them to enjoin ordinances under the new statute that took effect October 1, we made a modification to the alcoholic beverage service hours in South Miami uh, earlier this summer. And so uh, that affected two establishments in particular, um, one of which had expressed a desire to me to possibly bring onto the property a mobile food truck to be able to sell food to patrons after hours. So obviously our local restaurants are under enough pressure. We don't want to hurt our brick-and-mortar establishments, but I thought it could be, we could prudently do this by allowing for the sale of um, a, a, f- with a food truck on premises after 10 p.m. And the city attorney can further elaborate on the restrictions for uh, a couple of uh, alcoholic service, alcoholic beverage service establishments uh, located within our town center. That's really the intent of the of the ordinance, is to kind of help give them another outlet to serve their patrons in a way that did not necessarily um, conflict or compete with our, our brick-and-mortar restaurants, who we all want to do everything we can to support. Mr. City Attorney, would you want to elaborate on the other guardrails in the, in the proposed ordinance?
11: Sure, sure. So uh, in keeping with um, you know, the, the not competing with the area restaurants, uh, the operating hours are from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Again, our, our uh, alcoholic beverage establishments cannot serve alcohol after 4 a.m., uh, based on the rules that we adopted. So this would, this would allow them for those last few hours to provide some food to, to their patrons. Um, all supporting equipment for mobile food vendor operations, um, including all their tables, all their, all their little side, you know, uh, uh, I guess uh, supporting things, generators, fans, all of those things uh, would all be on private property. This is not to be on public property. That's not the intent here. And then um, the truck is, is to be removed daily uh, from 7 to 8 p.m., so it doesn't become a permanent setup. Yeah, so it's
0: got to be a mobile kitchen.
11: Right. Now, there is one other side of this, which is a cleanup, um, because we were already in the alcoholic beverage uh, uh, portion of the code. Um, the Inexplicably, uh, we had some old rules. I guess not explicably, they were old rules. Uh, did not allow an alcoholic service bar coupled with a restaurant. Um, which is not the way modern restaurants work, uh, a lot of them. Uh, so we went ahead and cleaned that up since we were dealing with food and alcohol, we, 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 we could, we could, this was the opportunity to do that. So we, we cleared that up.
6: Any questions, colleagues? Commissioner Kaya. City attorney. So we are not allowed to sit specific seatings for alcoholic beverages anymore. We are (laughs) providing. I was joking. joking. No,
16: (laughs) (laughs) we're keeping. I saw saw you cross that off.
6: Uh, Sorry. Uh, uh mayor this is question for you um, establishments that sell food will not allow to have food trucks no is there a percentage of sales that will allow that or is so there, any, there any any establishments that sell food will not yeah. allow to be have food trucks at late night?
0: so so the with respect to the mobile food vendors it's limited to and to to a bar I don't right. know exactly if there's a defined term of the code I forget what it is off the top off the top of memory but we limited to bars, so businesses that are in the business of selling primarily liquor, primarily, primarily, so it's that sell correct. under their licensing most of the revenue, the majority of the revenue is derived from alcoholic beverage sales or spirits, so, not from food. So,
11: so under our code, we consider a restaurant if you if you serve fifty-one percent or more of your revenue is derived from food,
0: and that's consistent with state licensing standards correct. for both.
11: Just mm-hmm. correct. So this this is an this is a. a a bar that does not have any, any food service. It has
6: some, not enough food sold. No, Based has, on percentage of sales is what you guys were saying.
11: No, 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 no. no. Uh, one is a restaurant, a restaurant that happens to have a, a, a bar, like, you know, a, an alcoholic beverage service associated with it. That's not who would get the mobile food vendor. Can,
0: can I ask my, can I ask yes. my colleague a question? Because yes. I think it may, may, we may get to the issue, which is are you concerned that a, a bar that already has a kitchen will try to bring on a mobile food truck on their premises.
6: I'm not concerned about it. I just want to make sure that's clear.
0: That's we're not, we're not trying to provide for that, but to the extent that it's not clear, I would ask the city attorney that the intention here was to give a establishment without kitchen facilities
6: I, I understand. that opportunity. But uh, there is, in the, in the code, the way it's written right now, that there is, if you have a kitchen, if you don't meet the 50% or whatever the criteria is for, for food, that you're still allowed to have a food truck at late night. I'll give you an example. I don't know if I should mention any names, but (coughs) I'll I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, Town, which no longer exists, has revenues in alcohol of 75%. They have a kitchen and they do 25% in sales. Are they allowed to have a food truck? Not, I don't believe they're. It's not clear though. I don't.
0: I don't believe their, 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 their use categorization is consistent with.
6: No. Uh, it, it, no it but was, a, it was, a, it was a, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, but I think it, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good intellectual. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question, but I think where we are, they have to identify themselves as a as a yeah. bar in order to qualify per, for this benefit. Perhaps mm-hmm. we,
11: we we tighten it up and we say you know a, a bar that has no foods no food service.
6: I don't mind that they have a, a, a kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't. That, that that doesn't bother me. I would just okay. want to make sure it's clear. Uh-oh.
11: Right, but, but which, which side, what's the pleasure of the commission, which side do you yeah. want to fall on that? Because I can clear it up either way, but I just need to know what, what policy-wise what you guys want. Is, it, is, is this to be a, uh, an attribute for just a bar, no kitchen?
0: I, I, my preference was a bar with no, sh- no kitchen mm-hmm. simply because we had done something that yeah. affected their operating hours, their, op- their sales hours. That was, my, that, was my, that, was my, that was my intent. I'm open to a modification if you'd like to introduce one. Yes, ma'am.
2: How many how many bars do we have with no kitchen? Just Two, one. To my knowledge. Two. Yes, ma'am. In the whole se- what are they?
11: I believe it's boogan uh, boogies. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And BT's.
6: Yeah. BT's has a kitchen.
0: It's not a <laughs> legal kitchen, to my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a different yes, question. Yeah, 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 We have no record. We understand that there was an enforcement action on the part of the county fire department recently. So, yeah. Oh, okay. But anyhow, rumor we,
6: has it have good burgers.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you.
0: He's not speaking from first-hand experience. Uh, <laughs> okay. So
2: So essentially, this is for two businesses. Um, but I just I have three questions. Yes, ma'am. Actually, three comments. I'm going to use Bougainvilleas as an example because I, I think we're all very familiar with where they are geographically speaking. They have their parking lot on the side of their building, so you literally have to walk in front of their parking lot and alongside their parking lot to get to town, you see it from taco craft, you see it from the ceviche place, so if you are putting which would be the most logical thing, the food truck on that little corner of their parking lot, you now have generator noise, you have an ugly food truck, and you have just a weird view all the way around when you're sitting in these other places. So if we're doing something like this, we need to consider the aesthetics. The generator needs to be a silent generator. If We're putting them in some place that is visible from the sidewalks. They need to have a way to block that, whether it is, you know, a ficus hedge or something. We we don't want to see this because it's ugly. There's no other way to say it. We're trying to make our city more and more beautiful, but then these things are ugly. And then lastly, if you start thinking about, I'll use BTs now as an example because it's easier. You've got a food truck coming here at 8 o'clock at night to set up for whatever starts at 11, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, that's still dinner service. So you've now got a guy on a, in a truck going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on that one-way street to be able to stick himself properly into the parking lot at BT's if that's where it's going to go for his 11 o'clock shift. So before 11 o'clock he's disrupting dinner service in that in and out and you know taking out this and taking out that and starting to cook the food and the smell that it comes with that. and. I'm not opposed to having these. I, I just think if this is something that we want to do, these things either need to be stationary or not there. And these other things need to come into play because while we want to help somebody have a better business, we don't want to do it at the expense of other businesses or the beauty of our city. We, I, I think we're looking at spending a lot of money and making it nicer to then plop these things in full view of the world.
0: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with your comments. And, and yeah, Commissioner Levin, I will let your questions comments, sir.
7: Sorry, Mayor, I don't want to interrupt you. No, go I'm right ahead, sir, talk.
0: please. I, I already spoke on the side. Go ahead.
7: So, well, first question, was I the Vice Mayor's question? Um, which establishment will this benefit? I want to touch base on. So, I agree with everything the Vice Mayor said following, and I so appreciate that she brought that up. Because those weren't items I was going to mention. So, but starting with the first question, which businesses does benefit? Um,
0: to, to my knowledge, so, the only two that would call right, no, no, that.
7: We, no. if We yeah. addressed it. So one okay. business will separate. Got it. A big concern to the, the commission, the community mentioned when I drive to the gym. You know, that part doesn't sound believable, but at 7 a.m., usually about 10 minutes late, so about 7:10. <laughs> the crowd i see outside is not a crowd you'd see any other time in south miami but the crowd we're looking to attract um the other is that now we're trying to create a level playing field the first thing i want to put the record maybe management has changed what a fantastic event was when um taco craft and rockburger used to have cinco de mayo they used to have wrestling close the street down They'd ask the other business so that would benefit from this, participate, come participate, have a, put up a tent. That business would respond. We're going to benefit just the same without contributing. When the proprietor of Pub 52 tried to get the open, Commissioner Corey was involved in this to his credit, tried to cl- close um, that street just to benefit the businesses. Uh, the proprietor of Pub 52 offered to pay insurance for band everything, asked the establishment that's set to benefit uh they participate no we'll benefit just the same so i definitely do not see that business as a good community partner i don't understand why we would give them an unfair competitive advantage and the reason i say unfair competitive advantage please someone i mean we've talked about running analysis compare the expenses of a brick and mortar restaurant to a food truck it's a, probably so, Lee, I mean, we're, we're,
0: we're we're both in agreement on that so I, I, the, the goal if, is if i may yeah, if i ahead. may we're yeah. looking
7: out, i've heard people talk about the health related to other issues i heard a kitchen just got shut down and one of the other businesses that can benefit so it looks to me i mean that's yeah i know that we're rewarding that and i heard about health with uh, public works food trucks are not subject to to uh the fda inspections as, as restaurants are so as a commission looking out for public safety and public health why, why would we why would we do that and then the other thing is, I mean, who said it, Bo Schlelemberger, the former coach of, of um, a different university, Miami, Miami University, and I believe Michigan, said nothing good happens after midnight. How much do you encourage people to stay beyond those hours? And we haven't surveyed the restaurants, but I don't think, why would they be in favor of it? I, I understand the way the, or, the way the ordinance is written in it would only allow it after the restaurants close but um yeah I, I just don't think it's fair to all of the restaurants in our city which are currently struggling which we're all looking for ways to support so instead of looking for ways to support them we're going to look for ways that other businesses can compete with them at a fraction of the cost i just i don't think that's why we're here
6: commissioner kai you wanted to add some comments yeah uh, commissioner, commissioner Lehman, you you uh, are spot on in a lot of things the the only thing that i would just be on the contrary where we don't have any restaurants that open past 10 right now. And you know some of the comments coming from our own police. Our police have nowhere to eat at night when they're on the late shift. Um, there's a lot of college students and a lot of businesses, you know, whether it's uh, bar A, bar B, and bar C, are gonna benefit from them being out there because they have a place to go eat afterwards. So I, I wouldn't say it doesn't attract the best people. It, it, it's, it's not my concern. It, attra- it, it keeps more people in our, in our town center. So that's why the, that's the only reason I would do this. And, of course, it's very important that these food trucks follow state, county law, making sure that they're clean, licensed, and have OSHA a following because they do have to follow OSHA. So there's a lot of things that they do have to comply with uh, that, that, that would make this viable. It, those are yeah i appreciate that the other thing we have to do which
7: i know um vice mayor said something along these lines be forward thinking think we do that with everything i know it's hard to think on 50 years um as with the case with the separate proposal but sunset place should be open in five years and i believe those restaurants and bars and be an entertainment district will stay open uh, beyond those hours so, those. so so commissioner you actually now
0: th- that last comment was actually where i was going to go next with a question to the city attorney which is so I, I just wanted just a couple of points I think are good points you made. One is, with respect to who gets benefit, I I didn't know of a principled way to distinguish between one be- one business and the other. Unfortunately, the only thing I can say to you is that one business I know has full control of the demise premises. The other one, I'm not sure whether they have rights would have the rights to deploy a food truck at that location. So I'll leave that there on the safety part. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw this into the mix. You know, we do have alcoholic beverage establishments. People will drink until late in the evening. I thought, on balance, if they could access a t- you know whatever a burger or a hot dog late at night at two o'clock in the morning, better than to get back on the road or go somewhere else with something something in their stomach beyond just the alcohol. So that that was part of the thinking as well. And lastly, I think, to my knowledge, food trucks are subject to the county's health inspection requirements, and so I I, I do think there is probably adequate supervision there. But to your last point, which frankly is the one that to me, I think requires more thought and I thank you for it, is I don't also, in trying to help with the short-term, want to confer a long-term benefit that we can't rescind, Mr. City Attorney, given the limitations that we now have with respect to uh, the new preemption that was passed last session. So I'd like to move to table this item this evening because I want to revisit that issue uh with everyone's indulgence and to bring this back uh maybe this our our first meeting in february to see if we can think through a scheme where if we're going to authorize it we authorize it under a limited license for a term of years so they can be terminated without uh it becoming the subject of uh litigation to enjoin our ability to rescind the benefit so commissioner lieben thank you for raising that point i think it's something that uh, is worth consideration sir
7: I'm sorry, i sorry, I do want to say, and this is all on the record, yeah. right, we're coming on 12 years. So over 10 years ago when I was on the commission, I was trying to act, activate what was then referred to as the CRA, and we had open fields and fields owned by the, the city where where uh, the affordable housing project is. And I tried to create a food truck drive. I thought it'd be great to activate the area, and then it's not one, the restaurant, it's are assembly, and back then that was a big thing, I think they were called food truck rodeos, yep. and yet yeah, food truck ordinance was in the way. But that, that's how I think if we want to do food trucks, how we can bring people to an area maybe an area not that isn't that doesn't have as much activity or exposure. And instead of one, we can do several. That that's something I'd be I'd be in support of. But um, you know,
0: I'll I'll leave I'll leave it to you to talk to the city attorney about how to how to incorporate that into uh, into this ordinance. Yes, Madam Vice Mayor.
2: Can we take the notes of what we've said today and have them? Yes, part I, think of I think they're. I think
0: they're all legitimate comments that we'll we'll incorporate into the uh, revision.
2: Thank okay. you. Do you need a second
5: to your? So motion?
0: yeah, if I if I if I have a motion to defer this item to the uh, our first meeting in February, which I think is the sixth. Is that correct? Yes. Is there a second? Second. Thank you. So a motion by the mayor, second by Commissioner Corey. Um, do we need a roll call on this, uh, Madam Clerk, or can we just do it by? Consensus. You're the sponsor. No, do we need a roll call for the record? Yeah, I just did a roll call for Okay, fair. Go ahead. Please call the roll.
1: <laughs> Commissioner Calle, yes. the Roll. Commissioner Corey. Yes. Commissioner Liebman. Yes. <laughs> <Vice> Mayor <of> <laughs> <laughs> <Vice>. <laughs> yes. Mayor Fernandez. Yes. Your face. Was to
0: Thank you for the discussion, colleagues. Uh we have one uh, action item which is number six. Madam Clerk, if you can read into the record, and I'm going to take a quick break while I turn over the gavel to uh, the Vice Mayor. Yes. <laughs>
2: I'll
7: I'll join you for that break.
2: Well, why, why don't we, why don't why we you... take like a three-minute recess?
0: Yeah. Let's take a quick two-minute break, so okay. we'll stand in recess right. for, for two minutes. Well, Thank last you. item.
2: I know. We'll go. Go. Hurry back. Hold
0: it. I I I've been I've been waiting for a while. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, sorry, because we need quorum. No, I'm going
7: to stay.
2: No, everybody's already yeah, moving.
7: We're right.
2: we're on hold. No. So go. All off. Uh, oh, okay.
1: item six a resolution of the city commission of the city of South Miami, Florida, approving an interlocal agreement with Miami-Dade County regarding the South Miami Library, authorizing the city manager to negotiate and execute their interlocal agreement providing for the conveyance, lease back, and participation of the library parcel in the potential redevelopment of City Hall property.
0: Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, Mr. City Attorney, can I impose upon you to kind of walk us through? This revised draft of the interlocal and its current posture. Um, appreciate the summary.
11: Sure thing. Um, so first off, I want to make absolutely clear: the county has not signed off on this version yet. Um, what we, what this resolution does is approve the form of the lease, or oh, I'm sorry, the, the interlocal agreement. Um, there may be some further negotiation uh, needing to be had, uh, which the manager this resolution would empower the manager to do so. Um, so with that out of the way. The library parcel, what this provides for is for the library parcel to be um, basically grouped with the city's uh, portion of city hall in any RFQ and RFP uh, that, that, in, that comes forward. Um, the city would have 30 months to, uh, to select a developer party and then um, execute an agreement between the city and and the developer party uh, over the entire assemblage. Um, The county would, at at this, once transfer of the property occurred, the county would continue with a, uh, basically a a dollar a year lease. Um, Right now what the county holds, maybe I should tell you that first. The county has title to the property, but it is subject to a reverter provision, which says they can only do a library there. They can't do anything else. Okay, if they ever do anything else, that property reverts back to the city of South Miami. So that's what they have, okay? They are they would be conveying the property back to the city and then uh, the, under this agreement, and then the city would uh, manage the RFQ and RFP and, and manage the development of the property. And the concept would be to, once a new library is constructed, and a new library would be constructed on this property, that's what this provides for, uh, they would get a lease of that, of that new library facility for $1 a year. Uh, the new library f- facility would be 15,000 square feet. That's, that's kind of their, their wish list. It would have some parking for employees. Um, it would have multimedia rooms and all kinds of other things. What, and then how the county would derive value from that in order to, 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 to pay for that. Uh, they currently have 8.8% of the, of the overall property. That's what, that's what the library parcel is they would derive out of the total amount, that uh, the value of, of that lease, they would get 8.8% of the, of the total value on the same terms that the city got. So, for instance, if there was a lump sum payment as part of the you know what you guys negotiate uh, with the developer, uh, they would get 8.8% of the lump sum payment. If there was an annual rent, they would get 8.8% of the annual rent. Okay, That's the way it would work. And out of that share... That's what would fund the development of the library, of the new library parcel. So the new developer would build it, but it would be that would be funded via that. If there's an interim facility that is needed, that would also be funded from that from that portion of the of, of their share. It would not come out of the city share. That's kind of that's that's the big point. Um, in terms of other provisions, let's see. Um, I already told you it was a 15,000 square foot uh, facility. Um, it's uh, ch- Um, the county would have final approval rights over what goes into that facility and the design. Um, They would also have some level of of oversight uh, regarding the construction process, but the procurement would not be a county procurement. It would be a city procurement. We would manage it. We would be the permitting agency. We would manage all permits as well, Um, and so that would fall on on us. It would
0: be subject to our our procurement rules. Absolutely,
11: not the county procurement rules. That's correct. So from from our perspective, the county's deriving fair market value because they're getting their share of the overall, in fact, I I would venture to say they're getting even even greater than fair market value, really, because their, again, their their ownership of that property is subject to that limitation, that restriction. Um, But, you know, I I think it's a very fair deal for the county, uh, but we want to incentivize them to, to participate so
0: So just to just elaborate on what the open points are between in the last draft that was sent back to us that that are not reflected in this term so the, the the points where we have disagreement remaining disagreement with the county kind of are as follows one the amount of parking they want guaranteed in any solicitation they're asking for basically one space for every 350 square feet so that's about 42 parking spaces that they would have to be provided we have not agreed to that for the f- simple reason that they don't have those rights today whatever parking is made available it's made available at our discretion we have offered to provide i think as many as five spaces for employees or um what was the number Mr. So it, was,
11: it was five in the last in the, the previous turn yep. of the document yep. they came back with basically 42. um yep so we we have we have it unresolved right now. It's blank so, in so the lease in front. So it's, it's,
0: it's, it's open, but our goal is to give them basically no more than they need to park their employees. Um, again, the reason being, they don't have that benefit today. They don't have that right today. And we certainly do not want to have the deal burdened with that, unless it's something that makes sense in the economics, but um, or or they're willing to pay for themselves. Uh, on the relocation front, as I discussed this point with the city attorney and the manager, um, they had asked the developer or us to pick up the cost of their relocation, any interim library use. Uh, it's been communicated to us that their plans were to renovate this library with the Coral Gables Library. That renovation was done at their expense. Any relocation in the interim facility was also done at their expense. From my perspective, if that's their plan, right, they should carry the burden of that obligation since they'd have that obligation anyways. It's not something that should fall to us or should fall necessarily to the developer part, party as a, a part of the compensation. And I know that we are all very nervous about doing long-term dollar a year leases, but I just wanted to highlight that in the lease, they would be responsible for the maintenance and capex for the facility, which is something that you know we have not necessarily done in our prior leases. So all, all we're really trying to do is liberate the value in the site. I think we've been very generous with them in giving them the full value of the real estate, notwithstanding that it's subject to a reverter provision that we could argue about. It should be worth less than 8.8%. Uh, but in terms of the maintenance, their, their parking rights, uh, their relocation costs, we're trying to keep the parties in the same position they're in today. So that's what we're sending over if we adopt this agreement. Uh, those are the three, I think, open points of contention. I think we'll get there. I think we'll see that it's a reasonable deal. We'll certainly at this point elevate the conversation with the elected uh at both the county on the mayor's side and the commissioner and hopefully we can get this onto an agenda here at the beginning of the year to get this done at the county level at the county level correct colleagues you have any questions for myself for the city attorney commissioner liebman i see your hand on your chin so i think you're chopping at the bit go ahead sir
7: uh thank you Yes, so i'm prepared to sponsor this just want to make it clear again they have zero parking spaces now yep um not in position i mean i'm not in support doing 42. um curious how large library is libraries again smaller can access the library.
0: Yeah, the library the library size you know we the the, the agreement correct my recollection because I haven't read this draft you know, I read the prior draft that think led to this draft. We had we've had conversations about whether or not we could share spaces mm-hmm. uh, so as to maximize the efficiency of the footprint, obviously reduce the cost of the replacement facilities so we could all get more money, right because that's we obviously want a deal that's fiscally uh, advantageous to both parties. What we took away from that conversation is probably of that 15,000 square foot wish list. there's probably about 2000 square feet of conference space that could be shared space, uh, that we could jointly program. So it could get as small as 13,000 square feet, but the 13,000 square feet is probably about the size of the existing facility plus or minus 10%. I don't want to misrepresent that. So it's, it's a little bit bigger but it's not that much bigger than the current facility, unless you've got a better number of City attorneys. No, I, th-
11: I think that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. The 15,000 is, is bigger. It's bigger, yeah. It's a bigger facility than what they have now, but, um, no, it's but it's, it reflects uh, the type of facility. Like a, they, they want a first class facility here, like they've built in other jurisdictions in the last few years. They, they, they realize that this is an aging uh, asset. Yeah.
0: Commissioner Lieben, any further questions?
7: No, so Sorry, it's a comment. It's just the last thing I'm gonna say be well for five years prior so well prior to this commission getting elected been having the same conversation with the county I thought there was a deal with the previous iteration but um look if the county doesn't want a new library to serve the public I, I don't want to continue this dance anymore I, I mean give it a give them a, a take it or leave it and to me the music's about to stop if they don't want it let's move forward with City Hall without them they don't want a new library they don't want a new library serve the public at no expense then and it would be a m- much more impressive obviously project and civic space then l- let's just let's just move on no i i, I know there's interest in the property on the other side but i've been saying this for a while and i mean getting all tied up in this bureaucracy and a, a deal that maybe isn't that equitable and I'm, I'm fine to your point mayor to your point to manager let's think bigger and just get the deal done but just tired of the dance and I, I, I want to get to see all the deal done. everyone knows that this is another obstruction, another delay. We should be dealing with serious people who we'll know how to make a decision for the public benefit.
0: Well, amen to moving forward, which is why we brought this item today. So hopefully, in, in in hopefully voting this up and sending it over, they know we're committed to this position, and uh, hopefully they'll accept it without without further modification. Commissioner Kaya, did you have a question comment? Yeah,
6: I did. Um... In the provisions that we talked about, does it, does it have to be specific in that site or the City Hall site to move the, the library?
0: Yeah, they, they, their, their one kind of non negotiable point has been that they wanted to stay on the footprint of the site. I, I would say that if there, you know, I'll speculate and say if there was an alternative that we could point to they probably would be open to that, but since they're in the absence of something real, I think they've just, they're they having a hard time envisioning. They don't want to commit themselves to being within a radius of the site. right? But I think if, if for example, someone came out of the ether in response to our solicitation and said, we want to put this you know, here, we could go back to them. I think they would probably be open to a discussion about it being off this campus, okay. but, but nearby.
6: But that would have to go back to the that document.
0: would have to come back to both of us because the, the current the current document and again, the well, city attorney they, requires it to be on this campus. Yeah. Well,
11: no, there is one out. There is an out. OK, um, sorry. But 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 it's in their sole discretion to, yes. to approve it.
0: Okay.
6: That's fair. Yeah.
11: yeah. Yeah. But but there is an out built into this. Yes. If we find another location that they're OK with, they, they can they can approve it. OK.
0: Commissioner Lehman, sorry.
11: sorry to elaborate
7: on my previous point, um, the, pr- the previous proposal for a new city hall development did not include the library so I ask the city manager deputy city manager to share those renderings with the commission you could still see how impressive a project it is without that parcel now that said obviously we all, we're all in agreement I believe it would be a much better project if we include the library but just so you can understand what a backup you know what it would look like without the library you may want to look at those those renderings um, and it, that those renderings also incorporate the Silva martin building and it was very impressive.
0: Thank you. Madam Vice Mayor.
2: I just have one thing, and that is if we're going to use the conference rooms as a flex space between City Hall and the library, we need to make sure that there is verbiage in there in what takes precedence, because if not, I, I worry we'll find ourselves in the position where these conference rooms are being used for after school, for this club and that club and the other club, and. We won't have use of them when we need them. So it should be if we are not using them, then they can use them. Versus if they are not using them, then we can use them.
6: I don't envision City Hall being coexisting
13: with the library.
2: But the conversation right now was it's 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 an option. It's an an option,
0: option. and we'll we'll. I think you know know, there's there's I I I I think just for simplicity we'll probably end up segregating the spaces. Uh Um, you know, they'll see if we can get them to 15,000 square feet that they want. They may not get a replacement facility exactly that size, but, uh, no, I think I I can envision a lot of those same conflicts. So, yeah, yeah. further questions on, uh, without further, this is a, this is a public hearing item or no, it's not. So is a resolution of the board. Is there a motion on item six? I move the motion. Is there a second? move the item. Thank you. Of a motion by commissioner Lehman with a second by commissioner Kaya. Without objection? No
1: objection.
0: Uh, Madam Clerk, if you can call the roll, please.
1: Yes. Commissioner Cayen. Yes. Commissioner Corey? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Liebman Yes. yes. Vice Mayor Yes. Mayor Fernandez? Yes. Item passes five. Great.
0: We just have commission reports. Anyone want to put any comments in the record? No? Well, I'll just say for the public, uh, I think from all of us, a Merry Christmas uh, and Happy New Year to each of you. We look forward to seeing you in 2024. Happy New Year. And with that, we stand adjourned. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Bye, Josh.
6: Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Take care.